Hey folks, Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of three thousand two hundred and twenty-one dollars off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple: take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin. Get old. I'm getting full on dance moves from Roxy, and I'm loving it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, hello, After Buzzers. We're here doing another Glee After Show for you all. Of course, we're in season six, episode eight, and we're streaming live on YouTube today. And you can always find us on YouTube at youtube.com/backslashafterbuzztv. Also on SoundCloud and iTunes. We want to hear what were your favorite songs of the night. What are you thinking about this double wedding? We've been seeing all of your tweets, and that's definitely something to weigh in on. Use the hashtag ABTV Glee, um, and then the episode, of course, is entitled "The Double" or not "The Double Wedding," a <laughs> wedding. I'm looking up in my notes and making a mistake. A wedding. It should be called the it double. Should have been, should, been called been. the double wedding, but that would have been a major spoiler. <laughs> um, I'm Stephanie Wanger, and you can tweet at me at Stephanie Wanger. Hey guys, Hannah Pritchard, and you can tweet at me at the Hotshot Dude. And I'm Rosa Serafini. You can tweet at me at Serafini TV. And I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me at Roxy Stryer. And I am alive in the chat, um, the YouTube that she was telling you about, youtube.com slash TV. If you want to join us on Mondays, 4 p.m. Pacific time, I will be here chatting with you guys and telling you guys what everybody in the chat has to say. And I appreciate <laughs> it. Love that. Yeah. Um, getting some interaction going. So, that being said, I want to know, first off, because this is what we've been most tweeted about since the episode aired on Friday, what did you think of the double wedding? Did you I, like it? Did I have to admit, because I do my best to avoid any spoilers and whatnot, so that was a big surprise to me, the really? fact that both of them, like, See, both couples spo- got married. I looked at my Twitter, and it just, like, exploded on Friday. I didn't even <laughs> see it, but I kind of figured that it would be them doing the double wedding. Well, I, I mean, it makes sense, because the season's ending, the show's ending, it's for it to expedite <laughs> weddings and couples getting together, it kind of makes sense that they would put both of them in the same episode. Yeah, I gotta say, after looking all over social media, I find that more people are disliking the fact that they merged these together than are liking it. I then am in the minority, but I don't care. 
I loved it. I, I don't care. I loved it. I love both these couples. It's not like one of them is a new couple, and I was like, what are they doing joining this other one? These are like our our cores, our staples, you know? I, I thought it was just... I cried and cried and cried like a little baby. I thought it was the most amazing episode. I texted you guys that I was crying when I was watching at home by myself. Then I came in studio, watched with you guys, was crying then, too. Like, I just loved it. I... See, I was a little mixed on it. I totally loved that, again, these staple couples really appreciated them both getting married before the end of the series. Like, I can appreciate all of that. I did want them to have individual moments in the episode. I felt like everything was, like, them standing up together. And I wanted, like, a moment of Kurt walking down the aisle or Brittany walking down the aisle. It felt like a bit of a cheat. Specifically, the walking down the aisle. Ain't nobody got time for yeah, that. I know. It actually I'm, doesn't bother me. <laughs> like, really? I feel like it should. It should bother me. I understand why it bothers everybody. But I thought it was done in a way that I still enjoyed it. I was still emotional watching it. So, I yeah. mean, if no. there's a tear, I like it. No, I mean, it, it like, worked for me in that <laughs> by the end of the episode, I was fine with them both being married in one episode. It was just, like, there were some moments where I just, like, wanted a first dance. Like, or something where it was, like, the individual couples a bit. I so get what you're saying. I completely understand. And on paper, I would have agreed. I think that on paper, this episode wouldn't have worked for me. Because it's like stealing each other's thunder a little bit. But for some reason, because of the conversation they had beforehand about how they didn't want to wait, you can't waste any more moments because they're talking with Bert and Carol and and whatnot, I just really felt like we've been waiting so long for this for some people something planned works for some people getting eloped works for some people last minute weddings work everybody's so different so it just in practice it didn't bother me I thought it was sweet that it was like this united moment together that they've been through so much and I loved Brittany calling um, Kurt and Blaine her role model for what to be as a couple and that's why she wanted it that was so sweet to me like it wasn't all that I definitely didn't dislike the episode it was just like I wanted those little moments like those like even just like a camera on one couple at a time it just felt like everything was like double vision in some ways yeah well also and it also goes to the editing too because even the vows it was like one person's line the next person's line so I I can understand that but I still think the way that they handled so much and with two weddings I mean one (laughs) wedding is enough but like two I think it was well balanced What's interesting, I want to go to a point that you just made that you really liked, and I also liked, um, was the fact that Brittany said, I've looked up to you guys. Because I saw, actually, them get a lot of slack for that, saying, Brittany never looked up to this couple. She didn't bear, At the beginning of the episode, she didn't even remember that they didn't plan their wedding. So do you guys think that that was kind of a forced line, or did you just think it was a nice moment? I actually thought it was a nice moment. I guess I didn't. Honestly, I didn't really overthink it. I understand why people feel that way if you go back and, like, look at the way everything evolved between their relationship and how Brittany viewed it from the outside. But in the moment, I enjoyed it. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong in that for not... Like, I would have been less accepting of the double wedding had that scene not happened. Yeah. Mm Because I would have been like, oh, like, they're trying to take away some... I don't know. It just would have felt like some sort of fight for attention where this felt like we we want to celebrate all together and, and be this united group. And I loved at the end of the episode, to skip forward a bit, that Brittany was like, we should celebrate together every year. Like, she was really embracing, like... They're couples. They're couples. Yeah, Yeah, it was sweet. Coming from the chat, uh, Pedro de Villa says, this should have been a two-parter, not Hurt Locker. What do you guys think about that? Mm. So obviously that was our two-parter that we had earlier this season. 
that this what, yeah, is a this little valid. Yeah, I, I think that that is a really strong point, and yeah. and people in the chat are agreeing. Yeah. And whatever the chat says goes, okay? <laughs> so that's what We can't fight the chat. No. <laughs> um, I, I do agree. I It would have allowed for those individual moments. I, I, it's, it was just like, I love the idea of a double wedding. I just wanted those like single glances. I know I've said this, but it's just, it, that was the only part that bothered me. I know people were really disliking it and wanted like a Britney. I, I don't think it needed to be like a Britney Santana episode and then next week we have Kurt and Blaine. I right. didn't feel like it needed to be that separated. It just needed a little more time on each couple. And I also would have loved to have a duet between each couple. Yes. yes. I'm hoping that we will see those in their post-wedding honeymoon stage of their yeah. lives. Okay. Um, but I, at least we got to see the number with the four of them together. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I yeah, that. I will say, I, though, sorry, yeah. that I really, really wanted a Curtin Burt moment. <laughs> like, really, really bad. That's the only thing that bothered me about the double wedding is that I felt like there wasn't a moment for Kurt to have with his parents prior to him walking down the aisle. They did try. They tried to stick it in, especially yeah. once he does walk down the aisle and Bert turns to him and says, like, don't, don't say, say anything <laughs> because I'm about to lose it. Right. Which but, I thought was so cute. I loved him in this whole episode. Yeah, but we did get the moment with Kurt's dad and his wife um, before in the whole prepping. And then, you know, they even mentioned Finn. They're like, we, we yeah. have all these character qualities from Finn. So, like, they did get us... A slight moment. Yeah. And that wasn't the only time that uh, Finn was mentioned in the episode, too, so I'm appreciating they're bringing him back. I want to jump into more details of the two couples and kind of what happened in the wedding a bit, but before we do that, you brought up a point about Finn, and Rachel talks about that his parents were going to be there and how she didn't want to sit with Sam, but we never really... Was that just a reason why they weren't sitting together? What was the point of bringing that up if, like, she was never seen talking. I don't think we saw her talking to... They had that dance moment. Yeah, they did the, they, they did the dance but moment. It, okay. it was more so like Rachel just worrying about what Finn's parents would think of her moving on with another relationship. And mm. this is what actually really bothered me throughout this whole episode. This was probably my only real beef was that the fact that Rachel is still questioning her relationship with Sam to the point where she's questioning whether she should even physically sit next to him and trying to gain acceptance from Finn's parents. I also found... Oh, sorry. You can go ahead. Uh, it's just not... I didn't read it like that. I didn't read it as her questioning the relationship, even though you know I'm not a fan of the relationship. I, <laughs> I, I looked at this as her trying to be respectful and uh, walking on eggshells and not really knowing how to deal with this, not questioning her feelings, which I think is valid, and it is, it's very sensitive. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I was just glad that the show continues to address that this is an ongoing, for lack of better words, issue. That this, you know, it never dies. And I will say a lot of people in the chat are saying they didn't mention Finn enough in tonight's episode, and they haven't mentioned him enough. And so I think that any little tidbit or snippet we can get of him or a glimpse of him or thoughts of him, I think it works for me. I agree. Yeah, I I agree with you. I thought that it was interesting. I get totally where she was coming from. I thought it was interesting that everybody else was like, oh, they'll be totally fine with it. I was like, how do we know how these parents who are still grieving would deal with it? I thought that was so interesting that I forget, actually, maybe it was... um Mercedes was like, they'll be fine. Like, they'll understand you're ready to move on. Mercedes is the one who brought it up again. She was like, wait, why aren't they sitting together? I'm like, Mercedes, why are you pushing this? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What? And I just, so I, weird. so like, I understood where Rachel was coming from, like, trying to 
be aware of the situation and how everything kind of plays out, and she wanted to be careful of their feelings. And then Mercedes was just like, go for it. And I was like, wait a second. Like, <laughs> let's all reconsider and see kind of maybe or have a conversation before. It just felt strange to me. Um, but let's jump into Santana and Brittany. Um, so I love... Brittana. Brittana. <laughs> Call them by their real name. <laughs> Man, how could I not? <laughs> but I just love... I thought this was, like, the sweetest couple. I was so excited for this to happen, and it lived up to that expectation for me, that I have been waiting all season for this wedding. I feel like everyone has been. Like, it's been, like, waiting, waiting, waiting for it. I loved how they really just went over and beyond everything that just the customs of weddings and because you know they they are a lesbian relationship and they had to go to a different location to get married but also just like the the standard customs of seeing your bride or groom before the wedding it's like they're like no that doesn't apply to us because we're not the normal couple yeah we're better than that i completely agree first of all i it just baffles me and i have to say this because I've been thinking about it all weekend, it baffles me that they had to leave the state that they were in, drive over state lines to get married. It's just unbelievable that we're in 2015 and that's a thing, and I just have to throw that out there. I know that that has nothing to do with the show, but that's just baffling to me. Number two, I loved, I love that they gave up tradition like that, and that we've got Britzilla, and she's there, (laughs) and she's, like, literally a mess. And Santana is the one who, like, can bring her back together and ground her and make her just forget about all the noise. And the thing with the dress was amazing, and I didn't actually ever think about that's why you couldn't see somebody in their dress beforehand. That was so cool to learn, and I just, I loved it. I loved what they did. I love that you kind of had her realizing, like, the deeper meaning of a wedding. In some ways, it was, she got kind of stuck in all the stereotypes or the, you know, tradition of it all. And then she realized, like, wait, we're not traditional. Brittany, like, we can do whatever we want and we can be whoever we want. And I thought that that was a really powerful moment for both gay and straight couples. Um, that, like, your wedding is you. I mean, it's a personal thing. And, and that's what their wedding was. It felt so personal. A little creepy to have it in the barn. I loved it. I thought it was so cool. I love a good barn wedding. I mean, Nobody I like mm-hmm. a good barn birth. No, that, that you think <laughs> might be No, poop. that no, was creepy. Which was, like, was way too about Brittany's life. I, I like, love Jennifer Coolidge, though. She, they killed it in this episode. It only worked for Jennifer them. Coolidge. Coming from her as an actress and just, like, the characters that she always portrays, that makes sense that that kind of character would just deliver that type of crazy story and would be like, okay. So, yes, so Ron is so funny. I loved it. Santana's mom was, like, horrified at that story. <laughs> I think all of us were horrified. Yeah. I see that is what I meant. I have no issue with a barn wedding. It, it's the barn birth that I had the bigger <laughs> problem with. I was just like, wait, this is happening in graphic detail. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I loved, we, I know we talked about this in previous episodes, we all knew her abuela was going to come back for the wedding. Like, there's no way she was missing this wedding. Yeah. Sue Sylvester showing up. I know. Sue to the rescue yeah, on this. wow. But I'm <laughs> glad how they 
nicely tie this bow on this storyline, how they cap it all that. It's like, yes, she might not, Abuela might not accept everything, but she does, she's there out of love and out of being a family member. Yeah. I, family I first. Think, yeah. I don't even feel like it was Sue to the rescue. I felt like it was Sue finally paying her dues. Like, yeah. I, she has just been, she was like, I'm, I'm hurt that I'm not invited to this wedding. And then Santana, I didn't think that what she said was wrong at all. You know, she, like, laid into Sue and was like, here's what you did, and here's why you're not invited, and it was completely valid. We all love Sue because because we love Sue. (laughs) Is she actually a good person all the time? No. And the fact that she did come through with this, I felt like, good, you owed them. Yeah, she definitely switches back and forth between, like, doing really phenomenal things for the kids in that school and caring so much about them to doing these awful things that you know no teacher in the real world could get away with. So it's a very interesting split for her, but I was so happy to see her do something nice in this moment. I have to say, because I've gotten so many tweets about it, Mr. Shu, where was he? I know. He was clapping with bouquets at the end. <laughs> Nobody saw that. There was a few where are you's in this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we did, it was nice to see Sue, like, reconcile with her past transgressions with everybody, but there was that moment when she was speaking to everyone, and I was like, man, I wish that was Will, not Sue. It, yeah. it felt weird to have this thing happen with very little, like, Will's always been there to give them advice and kind of be their mentor. And this is a moment where I I know we had Bert give that kind of speech, but I was like, where is the Will speech? What happened here? Like it it's, it was strange to not have him there. That is true. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think about it or really miss it at the moment, but there were a lot of where are you kind of moments that. You know, I, I kind of looked over when the episode was happening because I was enjoying it so much and mm-hmm. it was like provoking some sort of emotion that I feel like I've lacked the past few episodes yeah. with it. So I allowed so many things to be overlooked, but you guys are totally right. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I'm i just giggling because Marissa, to prove to me that she was wondering where Will was, just points to her notes and goes, see, where is Will? <laughs> I believe you, girl. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I got enough. Nothing gets by you. I got enough tweets about it to know that this is a concern. <laughs> yeah, definitely. A lot of people, and I, I mentioned this also, and now the chat's going crazy about it. Quinn. Yeah. No. Where are you at, Where's Where's Quinn? Is this not your best friend's wedding? I'm confused. That's so true. It's so odd that, like, yeah, I know. Spoiler alert: that she'll be back for the finale. Everybody is apparently back. Um, but I wanted her there tonight. Why wasn't she? We had Pac, like everyone else. Sugar. Sugar, 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 dancing by herself, no Which less. I one love. of in the, in the couples only moment, she you know, it. amazing, good times. Um, but I, yeah, it bothered me that these people were missing. I have to say, like, I wish it was such a sweet episode, and I, I liked it for the most part. But there were just little things that I was just like, this could have been an over the top episode had you just done these few more things. And yeah. and that was... And Roxy, I think, disagrees with me and thinks this was like, an over-the-top <laughs> episode from the look you just gave me. No, no, no. Um, I, it's interesting, because I'm... Obviously, I'm being our, our chat resident person right now, so I'm, I'm splitting my time, but the My Eater says, Quint was not in Glee World because Diana was busy, which I get, but... <laughs> I don't get, because that doesn't explain where Quinn is. It just explains where Diana is. So, so this has always been my issue with every show that I do here at After Buzz, is, or anytime I'm talking about a show outside of After Buzz, is that I 
totally understand that actors have schedules and they film other things and all of that makes perfect sense. I.e. Emma. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. exactly. Like, we have, they have other commitments. I totally get it. But I want an explanation on the show as to why the character is not there. Why well, can't right. say she's taking a test or, you know, yeah. she had to go visit a sick parent or something. I don't know. I'm yeah. making things up. I'm not trying to wish ill things on her life, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Even during the, the wedding ceremony when they were walking down the aisle, we had Jennifer Coolidge's character say twice where her husband was, and yeah. even though he was there, but like, that was why can't we do that? Yeah. Still loved him. <laughs> Two <laughs> times. But, so why can't we acknowledge where Quinn was? It was not, that was like my odd little like, oh, okay. Um, also, can we talk about, uh, sorry, Brittany's dad and that speech? What was the what was the point? I think he was a little tipsy by then. Was that okay? I just wanted to know if there was like a point beyond being like the tipsy, uh, kind of off the cuff wedding guest. Yeah, I chalked it up to probably alcohol. (laughs) I have to say, what they're doing with Britney's parents is a little confusing to me. How how much time we're spending on it? Finding out that that guy is not her actual dad, but is her dad, and and then giving him five minutes of tonight's episode to give that weird speech. Toaster. I could do without it. It's funny. Definitely funny. Yeah. And if that's all it is, then okay. But I feel like we're in the final season. We only have a few more episodes left, and I want to focus my attention where it really needs to be. Yeah, I just want more time on the, I guess, like, the original cast, the people we've come to know. Even I felt like, Bert, we had this nice speech, and he officiated the wedding, but I would have loved to even had more with him. Just I'm more interested. I love Jennifer Coolidge. I think that she's so funny, but it's just one of those things where I just want the original cast at this point. I almost felt like it was just something that they did because they were excited to have both those actors being on the show. That they gave them as much airtime as possible, which I... I mean, I get. Which I love them, so I totally feed into that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, but both, I do understand yeah. why to the actual plot line and the characters that we have grown to love, it's like, okay, let's give them more time. But, but that doesn't take away no, from I the fact I still loved it. Both of them <laughs> still explain how Brittany became Brittany. That's true. And, and the barn story explained it even further. <sighs> yes. And I have to say, Kurt and Blaine, the fastest road to the altar. Back together <laughs> and married in, in one episode. I yeah. want to say that was fastest road. <laughs> I think that it's interesting, though, that we got such two different storylines with these couple this season. Like, if you think about Bertana, they really had an easy road for this last season. I don't mean easy as in they didn't have struggles outside, but I mean together. They weren't arguing all the time. They weren't debating whether they should be together. They weren't seeing other people. They had the whole thing with Abuela, but you know, that's an outside force. And that made them plan a wedding, and it was smoother. And then, obviously, we've got Clayne, and they're fighting all the time, and they're with other people, and they've got the elevator moment, and people are fighting for them, and there was some weird um, shrine to them. Like, all different things happened with them. So, I think it kind of made sense that they they took two different paths, but they both ended up in the same place. Yeah, it's I felt the same beautiful. way. <laughs> I mean, definitely Blaine and Kurt were on the roller coaster, uh, like, relationship path, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. And then they, Brittany and Santana did have that smoother path, but I, I thought it was... I I love the fact that they're both married now and that they're like starting these new lives together, but I, it felt really fast to reunite. I know that they've had like a long story. It's not that like it's an overnight thing, but I just I would have loved it to be a little... Like, maybe reunite two episodes ago, and then you know, like... <laughs> 
it, it just felt like, whoa, okay, they're reunited. Okay, they're getting married. It, it just, it jumped right. for me. But I like how it was seemingly in this episode really fast because sometimes it's better to just do than less uh, think. And that like was Kevin the point Undergaro of... always mm-hmm. says, less think, just do. Great point. And sometimes it works for people. It's like, it. sometimes you, the only things you can do in life is just if I'm impulse. And, and Bert definitely kind of reinforced that thought tonight on the episode. Right. I completely agree, and so I'm only saying this to point out another perspective, but to play devil's advocate, if you are going to be together for the rest of your lives, what's the rush? You know, at that point, Mm -hmm. you might think about waiting, because who knows, maybe there are people that Kurt and Blaine wanted at their wedding that Santana and Brittany had invited to theirs, i.e., uncles, cousins, <laughs> relatives of some sort. Like, So I, I do think that at the same time, there's no use in rushing into marriage, but I, I still didn't mind it for this episode. I didn't either. I felt the same way. I, I know that I keep thinking in the back of my head, and probably people watching are like, yeah, but this and but that. And like, trust me, I I get it. And then when it actually comes down to it, I'm like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea. Yeah, they probably rushed into it. Yeah, you know, like, all these different things, but for the episode's sake and just, like, viewership and watching and enjoying it, I am so okay with it, because I enjoyed watching it. See, I have this big problem, and this is often my problem with Glee. I for Glee, like, I'm accepting of it. Like, oh, exactly. like, I want this couple to be together. Like, I don't want this to happen in the um, series finale. So, like, of course, let, let's have it happen now. But, like, <laughs> the logical part of me is, like, is that a good idea? You're, like, 20 years old. Does that seem like a smart choice? Like, I want to go and be like, okay, let, let's think this through, guys. And I know that, like, jump, sometimes you have to jump in. And yeah. and so there, there's definitely that debate, and it's, like, even in me, like, an internal debate about what I want for these characters, but ultimately I want them together, so I'm happy <laughs> that they're married. It's kind of the bottom line of it all, I guess. Yeah, it's a very good point. And another where was somebody, though, because I just have to say, I think this is amazing, from Green Thunder, where was Britney's cat? Great question! <laughs> Great <laughs> question! It was in a barn. Totally the cat should have been there. <laughs> totally the I guess awesome. we're, we're all over Tubington. The, the thoughts are all over the place, because it's just like so many where's this and different things. I mean, There's a lot to deal with. I feel like our special segment of this episode has been, uh, where's, where was this person? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> totally. So continue to tweet at us if we're missing somebody else that you think should have been at that episode, or in that wedding, of course. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Mike and Tina, the return of two characters. Well, I'm nervous. I thought this was way more rushed than everything else. Oh my this God. was the one part of the episode that I was like, okay, we could have done without this. Uh, I Really bad. I agree th- with the face that you're making, which was like <laughs> the, the cringeworthy, but at the same time, oh my God, this is so Tina. Like, it, it is, is so true to it her is. character that I can't even be mad at it because it was uncomfortable to watch and I was sweating while <laughs> like looking at this like, oh my God, Tina, what are you doing? But so Tina. It is. I, like, we can't even blame them for throwing this in there because, <laughs> oh my god. Like, I, we've been waiting for this moment for, for six years, pretty much, if you think about it. Right, I was so confused, though, when she started talking about it. I'm like, wait, did I miss something? Are they dating? Did, what's happening? Did I miss something? <laughs> did we jump a step? Five, ten? I don't know. No, I mean, it is very much her to be like, I'm still in love with this guy, and like, he must feel the same way. We've been texting. And I was like, he, I literally turned to you, I think, in the episode and was like, does he have another girlfriend? Is this where this is going? Like, this does not sound good. And like, it, he wasn't sweet to her. I have to say, like, it was, he handled it 
relatively well given the awkwardness of that situation. <laughs> yeah. Chang, I think Chang. just because it is Tina though and it's like if he is that close with her and they're texting or talking or staying in contact all the mm. time it's not out of character of, for her to do something ridiculous so I think he handled it in that sense. Like, I mean I don't think and also I think it's just to wrap up this storyline with these two because we've all been questioning if they're ever yeah. going to get together and this is pretty much that you know, hard stand, no. Well, yeah. I don't even think it was a hard stand, no. I just think it was a, a stand, like, you, well, life happens, and we'll see. Right. Which it was like this a, show is, doesn't do with a lot of their couples. Well, it's not happening now. Yeah, I was sure. going to say, it's like a not right now. And mm-hmm. I, you know what I really enjoyed about this part, though? <laughs> I loved how many times he called her sexy. Because I know that sounds so silly, but Tina is really she sexy. Is. And she doesn't get the credit for being as beautiful as she is. And I love that Puck had said it earlier, and then... He, uh, Mike agrees, and then later on he says it about her, and then he says, when they met an Asian, can't be thought of from then on, like their first kiss, and I was like, oh my god, you know what, I'm, I'm glad that we're finally calling a spade a spade. Like, And she looks <laughs> great with that haircut and everything, like, she's, re- I feel like she's really been killing it oh, recently. Yeah. and the high heels, yep. all the time. No, I, girl. I agree, I, th- I did want, like, I want a happy ending for Tina. That That's where I'm at, and I don't know what that looks like, and someone was like, Artie? Question I feel like mark? it is. See, I always thought it was her and Artie more so than I ever thought it was her and um. What's his butt? I like it made me giggle a little bit because uh, there are probably like three people in high school that I was like, when we're thirty and both single, <laughs> we'll get married. You know what I mean? Okay, but also, I thought it was so funny. At this day and age, thirty is very young it's to make so that for. Like, yeah. like thirty is an average age to maybe start thinking about marriage. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. And so I, I thought that was funny. Um, I don't know. You could tell that, or at least I thought Artie was kind of crushing on her, and that he was. Like, I would have never broken up with you or something. Does that mean that we're going to see a little Artie Tina thing before the end of the season? I don't know. I don't know. I saw it more so because Artie always knew that Tina was going to ask, and he was there supporting it. And then after when Tina said no, he, you know, she told Artie. So I, I saw it as just Artie and his character just to try to make Tina feel better. Not out of, like, pity, but just, like, as a friend. And it's like, it's okay that this relationship didn't work out, but... It, there is hope out there, and and even in the future, if you're not married, you can still get married to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like sweet, but I I want something more concrete for her. I think I I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna get it. I think it's probably gonna end with some sort of flirtation between them. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just I, I'm confused a little bit because also before when they're giving her advice, the three guys are sitting there. We've got. Puck, who's like, well, I want you guys together. And we've got Blaine, who's like, this is so romantic. We've got Artie, you can tell in his face he doesn't want it to happen, but he like kind of just goes for it. Who's there to look at her and shake her and be like, don't do this. <laughs> right. Like, right. if you're going to propose something, ask him to be your boyfriend. Yeah, like, let's get back together. Let's try again. There's yeah. steps in between. Steps. Like, well, yeah. I, I feel like she was there asking yeah. for advice. She's saying, guys, talk to me. And they're all like, all right, I guess we'll approve. <laughs> what? I, I just couldn't believe. was on the mind. Yeah. I mean, too. I guess. That's like the only excuse you have at that point. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, can we also talk about the honeymoon situation with Sue before we move on to songs? Um, this was so bizarre to me that she was like, I decided to get you guys honeymoon. And it was like from The Price is Right, the um, <laughs> showcase like honeymoon 
I don't even know what she called it, but it was like you those get like, a trip to the Bahamas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that, like random. Like you could end up with something great or terrible. And the guys got like a weekend away, and the girls got like a month in. Yeah. So I, I don't that. understand. She's obsessed with Clayne. She's been obsessed with Clayne forever. Why do they get a weekend in province? And uh, was it province town? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the girls get a month in the Bahamas. Yeah. And uh, I, because I believe the way the Price is Right works, which is such a side note, is that like you get you get like you can get a good or a bad prize yeah. or like showcase. Like you can get something that like you don't really want, or it can be a phenomenal thing. So I think she just handed out the envelopes randomly. I don't believe they were like given to I each couple. Say $1. But they have their names yeah. on them. <laughs> for anyone who watches Prices, right? One dollar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the thing is that also there's the line, um, I believe like a couple episodes or not not episodes, like a couple seasons ago when they Santana and Brittany just wanted to go away on an island. So this it is honeymoon a made sense for them. Yeah, it is a like, throwback. They to always that, for wanted sure. to go to an island. There you go. I have to bring something up a little off topic, but people in chat are going crazy about it, and I know that we had some conversation watching about Blaine's mom. Oh, yeah. People want us to comment on Blaine's mom. Um, girl was rocking it. She was. I love she's her. Cool. Apparently, she's some people's future wives in the I chat, was going to so. say, like, she really, she went for it, especially in their performance number, which is a great transition into our songs. Good teamwork. Love it. Because <laughs> um, we need to talk about some songs. The first half hour, though, we didn't have a single song, which is very ungly. I didn't mind it as much as in some episodes, though. Because there was so much happening that yeah. I I didn't My mind. thing was, like, the first song we heard was when they were trying on the wedding dresses. We're right. like, why are they not singing? Why is it someone else singing? Yeah. And they're not singing. And yeah. that bothered me. I, I, I agree. agree that I thought, huh, this is a perfect time for the girls that are watching them change dresses to be singing or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but at least we had some music going on at that moment. It would have felt empty without it. No, yeah. But it's so unlikely to play any music and for them to not sing. I was like, when can you ever remember an episode yeah. that there was singing music and someone's not singing on screen? That, that is so that true. just like an audio. I agree with that. I agree. It, like, it's a strange almost choice. Never. Yeah. Especially when we only had four songs. It's not like we had eight songs this episode so they had no time to rehearse for a ninth number. You know, yeah, there were only okay. four. Mm-hmm. At last, which was the first, I'm going to say, real number of the night, whatever. Um, and that was at a James song, of course, and it's Mercedes and Artie. I have to say, Amber's voice is unbelievable. It's, like, I was just like, the first note. I was like, I love this. This is amazing. I didn't even have to hear the entire rendition of it. I feel that way about Kevin McHale. I love his voice so much. I really, really do. And to hear him sing a couple songs tonight that, like, showcased him um, prominently, like, I loved, I love hearing him sing. I really do. I I love the pairing between Kevin and Amber because their voices is so good together and I wish they had more duets together. I think one of my favorite numbers of theirs was their Whitney Houston, Your Love is My Love. This is like <laughs> the, and it's those two singing. It's like they're amazing together and they should sing more. Yeah. I thought they knocked it out of the park for this one. Yes, we had to wait a half hour for the first song, but 
oh my god, I thought that they nailed it. I love the song choice. I love who they had singing. Uh, I thought that it was an amazing transition. I just, oh, I, it was perfect. I thought it was perfect. I was crying. <laughs> it's, it's up there with my, yeah, like my favorite numbers of the night, for sure. Um, and, of course, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, which I actually really appreciated, Hey Ya, Outcast, Does the Song Ever Get Old? It was Artie and um, Gene and Matt, like everybody. I, I, it was a crazy <laughs> number. Okay, so fun fact for everybody coming from the chat from Kay Basie says, Can we all talk about the Hey Ya song reference, i.e., Heather and Naya ship name Hey Ya? I mean, really cool, right? I mean, amazing. Something that I don't think I would have thought of. Love the track. But do you think they did that on purpose? Like, once you had said somebody tweeted that, I was like, did they do that on purpose? Uh, I don't know, but I wouldn't put it past them. Right. I would love it even more if they did. I feel like that would be like a Kevin Murphy kind of funny thing. Like a Ryan Murphy funny. Uh, What did I just say? Kevin Kevin Murphy. Murphy. (laughs) You were still thinking about Kevin McHale. Losing it. I I feel like Hey Ya is just a song that they've always wanted to perform and then it just so happened to coincide with their ship name in a way. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I love it. I feel like they were waiting for this song because this is obviously been around for a while. They were waiting for a, a big moment for this song, and, and they chose a great one. I mean, this is such a celebratory, fun song, and it, it fit the moment so well for me. And then, I'm so excited. Oh, Blaine's mom. Uh, the Pointer <laughs> Sisters. <laughs> well, well, first of all, Gloria Estefan. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. That's, you can't have Gloria and not have her sing. Yeah. Right? Just, just saying. Yeah. I mean, valid. And she was shaking it too, which I loved. She yeah. was really getting it. She was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I just having those women up there, mm-hmm. all of them in these like bright, bizarre mm-hmm. dresses too. <laughs> that was so freaking funny. I mean, I just, yeah. It was one of those things where I was like, I shouldn't like this, but I do. And <laughs> it's the trouble tones. So. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that yeah. Was so such a good callback. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I, that was just a number where I was just like, oh, this is fun, and it looked like I always love when I see something on on the show where I can tell they had fun filming, and yeah. that and this felt like one of those where it was like probably a long night shooting that. I'm, I would take a guess, but really fun. Yeah, I, I will say though, these are the times when you think to yourself, there's no way this wedding was thrown together or everything was mixed up last minute yeah. <laughs> because it's like, how could they have planned all of this? Like, yeah. I, in, in what world were was Blaine's mom part of this song if she wasn't part of the wedding? Like, but whatever, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, creative license, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Take it from. I mean, just fun to have like all the moms up there. I don't know. There's something like really charming about this number that I can't fully describe, but I just yeah, made me smile, I guess is the maybe bottom. Maybe we had all the moms because we couldn't have all the Glee girls. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that is true. That's we'll a sad way to get it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last number, which I feel like I've seen tweets a little mixed about, Our Day Will Come, which is um, Ruby and the Romantics. It was not a song, in all honesty, that I'm super familiar with. Um, and that I think that's where kind of the controversy is coming about with it, that people... Um, wanted something a little more. Yeah, I gotta say, this wasn't the most memorable number of the whole episode, and also, it's not really a song you can dance to. It doesn't have that tempo where you can, like, slow dance or fast beat kind of dancing. It's just, it's not one of those songs that you can just really enjoy on the dance floor. Yeah, I think that the actors knocked it out of the park for what it was, but it should have been a different song. Like, Naya's opening of it was brilliant, mm-hmm. and her voice is so amazing, and then everybody followed that kind of tone and sounded great, but 
why they chose this song is beyond me. And I like the song, but yeah. it just was kind of weird. I completely agree. I wanted something just a little bit more um, emotional, inspiring, uplifting for like a first song together. Yeah. You know what I mean? I took that as being like a first dance kind of thing. Yeah. It was a first song, and I just didn't feel like it hit home. Yeah, I think I wanted maybe even more of like a romantic ballad and you know how they splice together in the editing um the the um the vows the vows i almost wanted that in this where they were like singing to each other and splicing mm-hmm. between it it just felt like you had this amazing opportunity with four incredible voices and it felt a little underutilized to me it's not that i i hated it i thought that they did a great job with the song as you said roxy but i just there there's opportunity for something more there yes I yeah. agree. There's so many incredible love songs. Like, yeah. There is no shortage of love songs. Mm-hmm. It's not like this was a very specific moment where we had to find a song that fit something truly bizarre. Like mm-hmm. when they had to find that song about dogs a couple <laughs> seasons ago when they were doing the dog thing, whatever it is. Yeah. Like there's, you could have picked just about any famous love song. Absolutely. Agreed. But they didn't. No, <laughs> they didn't. Um, but are you ready for some news and gossip? Yes. After Buzz TV News. Our news and gossip this week makes me a little sad. Or a lot A little. Or a lot sad. I I should say a lot sad. It makes me very sad. Um, But Saturday night was the final night of Glee filming, so they are done. Um, They had a late night on Saturday and finished the show, which is crazy to think about that it's wrapped now. I I can't even wrap my head around it. I feel like this has been such a big part of everything for six years that I can't even think about it ending. Um, And Leah Michelle has been, everybody has been tweeting all week about it, um, ending their last song, their last recording, like, the last Mm. of everything. It's like, I feel like the end of high school, that, like, moment of, yeah, and I want them to have, like, yearbooks. It's just, in my own head, that's really where it's going. But Leah Michelle says, I can't believe tomorrow is our last day at Glee. Um, Thank you so, so much. I love you guys. We're so lucky to have the most amazing crew, this amazing show. I'm so grateful for for them. So thank you all again so much for Rachel Berry. So... Really, uh, I I hope that everybody who is tweeting about how appreciative they are actually is as appreciative as they are tweeting about. Do I, you know what I mean? I hope that even if, like, yeah, it comes around. Because I think that it's hard if you've been in this kind of crazy phenomenon that Glee has been. Sometimes it takes a minute to realize it. So even if at this moment they're overwhelmed or whatever emotions going through them, I hope that they realize what they've been a part of. I like to think at the end of it, after all these years pass, though, even if they're ready to move on to something else, when something that has been such a huge part of your life comes to an end, I feel like you ha- can't help but be emotionally, you know, just taken aback by it all right. and appreciative. <laughs> even in that moment, even if leading up to it, you're like, I'm ready for this to be over. I'm sure that they're all. Yeah, it's bittersweet for all. Of them. And yeah. uh, there were lots of tears on set, according to Matthew Morrison, who, um, I know, <laughs> so sad. Um, they, uh, he was out at an Oscar party last night and talked about that um, we just wrapped about an hour ago, or we, sorry, we just wrapped um, about an hour ago. It was tough because I kind of got it all out, but it was really tough today. Um, it was a beautiful send-off. So I'm really excited to see it. And we've been seeing, I don't want to spoil anything for people who are not... um, Into spoilers. Into spoilers, (laughs) exactly. But there have been so many on-set 
photos that like I feel like this is going to be an epic episode and if you want us to spoil things tweet at us <laughs> and we can do that as well but I felt like for today we won't spoil is right, that does yeah. that seem fair yeah. yes um, so let me know what you're thinking and everything that what songs maybe you want for the finale all of that good stuff you can tweet at us um, any final predictions well and just as uh, news and gossip for casting just one more thing yes sorry I wanted to mention that Darren Chris we saw was cast on Broadway um, as Hedwig and Hedwig May so just nice. shout out to him and awesome I believe Matthew Broadway. Morrison is also going to be on Broadway oh great yeah. yep it's gonna be looks awesome. like we're making a trip to New York <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. exciting that's going to be great is he yeah. taking over? What, do you know what part? He, I th- the Michael C. Hall part, I think, is what. Or, uh, I, yeah, I got that right. I think. Cool. I'm excited. <laughs> I'll look it up and let you. That'll guys be know. great. Mm-hmm. No, it'll be good. Um, any predictions? And now you're after. Both. It's hard because we're now. Is it? I don't want to get it wrong. It looked like, according to the previews, four more episodes because we're doing a two-hour ending. That's what it looked like. Right, it so appeared. five hours. Five hours. Five hours. Four more weeks. Four more weeks. March 20th. A double episode at the end, March 20th, is pretty much what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> you know, the thing that I was most interested about in the previews or... I'm just curious how it's going to turn out is with Roderick and Spencer, who are fighting... I feel like we haven't invested that much into them right now. I'm curious to see how much of the episode they take up and yeah. what they're fighting about. And randomly enough, I happen to love both those characters. I love so them. Yeah, yeah. It'll be cool to see. Absolutely. Love them both. I'm ready to get some more Spencer and some more Roderick in my life. Uh, yep. Yeah, some music. Um, make melodies, baby. <laughs> this is not really a prediction. I'm really curious to see where it goes with Sam and Rachel. Because I thought I knew last week, and this week made me question... Some things. So I think they're gonna see it all the way through to the end. I really do. It's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still predicting until it's true that their last number is gonna be "Don't Stop Believing." <laughs> I, uh, I'm I love, on board with you. I agree with you completely. Because so. you know what happens if it's not. <laughs> Our last number will be. I know. <laughs> Guys, what about the Sue and Will fight that we saw happen? She like yeah. lunged at him. What? I mean, yeah. they've been Another fighting fork? on and off. Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> crazy. Probably. I, I mean, no, there are these spoon this time. Mm, some totally. tip, you know. Let's just hope it's not a knife. We're good. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I think that's just the relationship. They're always going to be the love-hate relationship that we love so much. Yeah, I mean, yes. that's something I'll definitely miss about the show. I well, mean, there's so much I'll miss. But mm-hmm. And now he's back in McKinley, so there, it gives them more to fight about. I agree. Yeah, kind open. of as the alumni, yeah, yeah, alumni consultant. Come on, Roxy. <laughs> Sorry, you're so right. I gotta get together. Just kidding. All right. Um, well, let us know what you're thinking. What songs do you want to see? All that good stuff that's happening. Um, so few episodes left. Like it's crazy to think about. Um, you can tweet at AfterBuzz, AfterBuzz TV, and you can tweet me at Stephanie Wanger. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Hotshot Dude. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serapini TV. You guys can find me at Roxy Stryer. And thank you for chatting with me today. And we'll be back next week, Monday at 4. See you then. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, Gleeks!
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.